Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Millennium Live. I'm very happy to be here and start off the week by interviewing one of our really awesome partners for the assembly this week. We have ClearStep Health, who who is an amazing partner. They're enhancing patient experiences and automating care access with clinical AI chat solutions. And very excited too to be speaking with the co-founder and CEO, Adil Malik. He's here and I'm gonna bring him on right now. Adil, thank you for being on Millennium Live this morning. For sure. Thanks very much for having me. So let's let's jump right in. I'm excited to get this conversation going. So we're gonna talk about, you know, we're focusing on realizing the ROI of implementing self-service online. So first question, how do we how do we know about the healthcare consumer behavior, you know, uh, you know, how common is it for healthcare consumers to, you know, browse around online to sort of pick out where, where they want to book care and what issues should systems be aware of in cultivating these online shoppers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's good to kind of establish the context um, with, with a question like that. There's some data and stats that, that, that I'll get to, but honestly, each one of us can probably just take a step back and think about ourselves, uh, think about our family and friends. You know, what do you do when you <clears throat> are dealing with a symptom, with a random rash, with a persistent migraine, whatever it might be? I mean, it's people go online, they, they Google it, they, they start exploring you know, what they get served up, WebMD, Mayo Clinic, uh, maybe now increasingly end up on places like ZocDoc and on hospital health system websites. It's people think that they're actually not navigating to those sites, but the traffic for even a modest sized health system often exceeds a million visits a month. Like pe- people, people wow. end up on these, on these sites, right? So you know, I, I think, but just reflecting on our own personal experiences, you know, what do you do when you're feeling unwell? People search Google and they, they try to figure out what's going on or they try to understand what resources are available to them, increasingly so via the Google search. I, I think we can all kind of just attest to that consumer behavior, but there's, there's data out there to support it too. You know, Rock Health put out, I think maybe uh, 2021 or maybe it was late 2020, um, you know, results from a survey uh, that you know, something like 76% of consumers, you know, search symptoms or look online for care options um, as kind of their initial step. You know, symptom searches are one of the highest searched categories of things uh, on, on Google. So, you know, the consumer behavior is, is undoubtedly there. Uh, of going online and it will increasingly become like the, just the main for people who aren't currently doing that. They, they will continue to do that, um, especially with the proliferation of virtual care and direct to consumer and retail offerings where people just want to go to Google to then understand what, what their best options are. One other thing I'll add to that's really interesting. It's, it's our own data. Um, something that we found is you know, the, 
the actual product, ClearStep, you know, you, you land into it by a various means and maybe we can talk about that but you start by describing you know what's going on symptoms clinical presentation what you're looking for things like that free text the ai chat will follow up ask you some questions and then direct you to appropriate care resources um, usually within our customers ecosystem but if there are multiple clinically relevant things that you can do then we'll show you the all options uh, of all the various things that you could do. And we kind of, we have this hypothesis, people are more likely to engage with the, the fewer choices we give them. Like if, if we, if we don't overwhelm them with four or five different choices, but it's just like two things that they'd be more likely to engage. And recently, just like a couple of weeks ago, we actually did an analysis. We said, what are conversion rates for people actually converting to care, depending on how many options they're shown in the results view. And we were super surprised by the results. It was, it was like, it, it maybe wasn't linear, but it increased. The more options you were shown, the more likely you were to convert to one of the options. And so that kind of, I think, maybe supports in a way this, you know, thesis that, people are shopping for care. They want to be able to shop for care. When they're presented more options that are clinically relevant by a clear step, they're more likely to engage with one of the options. They're clicking around to all of them, they're comparing options or understanding which one they actually want to do and then the book. So um, we thought that was pretty interesting. That is really interesting. And especially in, in the digital age, you know, I, everybody, including myself, we always go to Google first uh, to, just to do anything, but yeah, to, yeah. to shop around and, and see what's out there. So that kind of leads me into my, into my next question about, you know, what the, what's kind of the problem with this? You know, uh, you talked about consumers, you know, possible potential patients being overwhelmed by the options and, you know, health systems, even though they've, you know, you mentioned their websites and they've upgraded websites to, sure to, you know, have these digital assets and accommodate online scheduling yeah. and asking these questions about, you know, being able to virtually triage yourself. And, you know, during the pandemic, I'm sure because in 2020, 2021, we've, we've had to deal with, you know, health systems have had to deal with overwhelming amount of patients. And, you know, was it, is it safe to go to the hospital when you had all these, you know, you know, COVID cases going on in the hospital. What's, what's the problem with, with this and how do, how do we fix, fix it? So it's really convenient for the patient. Right. Yeah. So there are definitely some problems with the way it's happening now. Um, Really the trend of this consumer behavior is a tremendous opportunity that, that, systems and healthcare providers can and should be, be leveraging. Um, uh, but as you, you asked, there are, there are some problems with the way it's, it's working right now. So maybe I think three things that, that I would, that I would highlight. Uh, first is, is again, anecdotally, what I think we are all very familiar with that you go to Google, you search symptoms, end up on WebMD, walk away, thinking you have something much more severe than you actually do, right? Um, so kind of, uh, uh, you know, 
I, I think I think we've either we've experienced that or we know people who are very likely to go down those those WebMD rabbit holes, um, right? So, yeah. So that's that's kind of the first the the, the first thing that um, it's it, it leads to kind of unnecessary anxiety, fear, not knowing, and and just almost increased uncertainty, which is kind of unique to, to healthcare in a way, right? Because uh, in other in, in most other instances, when you use Google or search engine, you know, hopefully you you've kind of found. I mean, it's why they're so powerful uh, and why they've gotten to what they've, why they become what they are. Um, they're useful. They help you cut through the noise. They help you pro appropriately prioritize, right? Versus end up going down um, challenging rabbit holes. So th that's the first thing, right? Unnecessary anxiety and uh, yeah, the promoting kind of hypochondriacs. Uh, so the second thing is that let's say someone does go through Google and actually ends up on your health system website or the multi-specialty groups website, the provider's website, trying to look for care. Uh, we see, I mean, across our customers and, and with folks we talk to and data that we have access to, that despite these increasingly high uh, traffic volumes, bounce rates are really, really high. I mean, 60 70 percent right so the vast majority of people who do then land on the website land on it feel like there's too much going on and navigate away um and so there are these missed opportunities to deliver a clear more compelling easy experience that actually is able to get people you know what they're looking for in a way that doesn't feel kind of noisy or, or, or cluttered um so kind of high bounce rates, unable to actually capture people uh, through that through that funnel is kind of the second thing, second problem. And then the third thing, very much related to the first actually, is that people just don't know what to do, right? Like people, you know, there's all this other data on you know that Optum or UHC has put out stats, and their two thirds of ER visits are are unnecessary, right? Could have been handled at an urgent care with a PCP. Um, so you have that on the high end, and then on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have a lot of people who maybe will search symptoms, maybe do need care, but just put it off and don't do anything uh, about it when they actually should be getting healthcare um, for for the kind of thing that that they're searching about. So how do you handle this problem of people who should be getting care when they're not and helping them do that and kind of also de-escalating people who might just be prone to walk into an ER or even an urgent care, but they could just get on a virtual visit and be totally fine. So that, the, that kind of unnecessary, unoptimized care routing, I think is the second, or sorry, the third, the third issue and the need for a better guided experience. And, and again, we have our own internal data too around this third point. We, we've asked users we did a study asking users before we showed them their results, what they were planning on doing. And then we compared that with what we recommended they do. And then what they actually did uh, to find that, you know, uh, I think close to 70% of the time, or maybe it was 60, 60 to 70% of the time, people were planning on doing the wrong thing. And uh, so, you know, we were uh, you know, able to effectively reroute people there, but um, we have our own data that kind of validated stuff that I think is is what the industry sees at a higher level people don't know what to do um so yeah 
uh, I think those are some of the issues that we see. Of course. Yeah. You have Google's telling me that I have a, a very serious issue that I need to visit the ER immediately. I have going on a website, on a health provider website, and I'm just overwhelmed. Or I have a, do have a serious problem that I'm putting off because I don't want to deal with it. Right. So what are the attributes to, to the right solutions here? Yeah, I, I think there, there are maybe a couple, a couple things to, uh, to keep in mind or to think about SEO and you know, search engine optimization, better paid search strategies to be able to make sure you're even capturing people at these first signs of, of care seeking intent uh, on, on Google. I think that's part of the, the, the solution um, trying to solve for even just getting them or being an option uh, to people at that very beginning uh, part of the journey. Uh, I think that's, that's part of it. Uh, I think honestly, some of the, some of, some of it too is just, really thinking critically about just like your health system web design, you know, and trying to make the website overall uh, be seamless, easy, uh, have clear information instead of what I think the common experience is, which is a lot of buttons, a lot of information, a lot of text to just like get to overall pretty simple um, functions or, or relatively common functions. And then it, it kind of third and, and really like where, where we come into play, we, we can also help with some of the first stuff around SEO, SEM. Uh, but really where we come into play is, is once you've captured someone and you have them there, making sure they're actually routed appropriately. So like having some clinical intelligence that can understand what someone's looking for, or more importantly, what they really need, and then routing them easily uh, into the right resources within your ecosystem or network, rather than leave them to have to browse, find a doc, find a location pages that are lengthy, make the wrong choice, go to the wrong place, end up with an out-of-network provider, use a, an appointment slot that could have gone to someone else um, for something for something better uh, or more suited for that, that provider. I think th this is like kind of the key part that, that we highlight toward, uh, as the solution in the context of the problems, um, just routing, routing people well, routing people effectively. Yeah. Well, I understand it that, you know, ClearStep is making it easier for patient consumers to self-navigate to the right care and that's always a good thing you know what what are the minimal requirements for health systems to optimize the the patient experience yeah well i think speaking broadly it's it's about just really understanding the patient journeys uh and understanding Really, particularly with what we're talking about, like the consumer journeys, when someone maybe isn't necessarily a patient yet, right? But they're in this kind of phase of exploring, shopping, trying to understand, uh, potentially seeking care out, maybe not even seeking care out, but trying to understand symptoms or conditions that they have online, um, but being able to capture them uh, there. But, but broadly, understanding 
and mapping out your patient consumer journeys, um, which I think uh, people are doing more and more uh, considering all these, all these how we see it with our customers, these kind of exercises of really doing robust and clear journey mapping. And we've talked about it in different ways through, through the conversation so far, and you know, often the care search starting on Google and as it relates to clear step in the way we think about delivering value for, for our customers, frankly, it doesn't, it doesn't take much that you need in place uh, to be able to actually leverage clear step. You know, we, we can, we can start with virtually anyone who has care, who has providers, who has care resources and help route within among amidst or amongst those care resources, um, route patients to the right place. But what we find makes a partner more successful in working with us is having really clean provider data, facility data that's accessible, uh, API accessible, or that we can get access to in a different way, uh, whether that's just, you know, regular updates and kind of sharing uh, by just file transfers, that, that kind of data. But instead of us telling a user or patient, hey, we think primary care or an urgent care or this kind of specialist is relevant to you. And then having to kind of navigate them somewhere else to figure out which specific place to go to. If we get access to the underlying data, then we can take it a step further and say, hey, patient X, you should actually go to this specific provider or choose from this list of providers or this list of facilities because these are the ones that make the most sense to you. And then taking it a step further, if there's online scheduling in place where we can then match to the exact right provider or facility and then also show available next available appointment slots and help facilitate the booking, that's really the end-to-end experience that drives the most value uh, with, with ClearStep. So the short answer is provider facility data and online scheduling. Having those things in place uh, enable us to drive the most value. That's awesome. And in the, and that kind of paints a clear picture because, you know, even for myself, I'm always thinking about patient experience, but it is consumer experience because it does start as somebody opening up their laptop to finally maybe address something that they, right. you know, that's, you know, maybe been bothering them and, and, and getting, if clear stuff can help them get to see the right care in the, in a timely manner. And then that's awesome. So what, what are the expected benefits for health systems and patients, you know, to, you know, utilizing ClearStep? You know, you mentioned virtual triage, which is awesome. You know, that's narrowing it down to get the right care. You know, you mentioned patient services and, and automating that and clinical journeys, maybe streamlining patient follow-up. So there's a lot to get into here, I'm sure. So, yeah. And you'd, you'd be the right guy to answer that. So what what is the what are the expected benefits in terms of clear steps sure so on the patient side i think it's 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 really i mean it's clear on both sides but it's really obvious on the patient side and and really our the broadest way to state our mission is to make healthcare easier uh, make it really easy to figure out the next best steps um for care so transparency ease greater access in a really frictionless way um, 
is is the main patient consumer value prop of ClearStep, and we have a lot of evidence for that in our net promoter scores and the open the the feedback that we get from from patients who use the who use the solution, who tell us how helpful it was and how easy it was, and 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 things like that. So, and and really, we're super consumer oriented when we build technology and trying to drive the core value to the person who's on the other end of our solution actually using it. But out of creating value for the patient uh, in this kind of way, there are several key value levers for the system um, at large as well. Um, In a most basic way, better patient experience leads to better retention and better satisfaction, right? And those are things that that every system really cares about, even just you know better patient satisfaction scores, but then in the longer run, by delivering a better patient experience, digital experience, increasing the likelihood that people come back to you, you know, over and over again for for their care when they need it. Um, so, kind of better patient satisfaction retention is probably one of the biggest value levers. The other really big one. And probably the biggest way that we prove our value with our customers is around new patient conversion. Um, you know, I mentioned that we we help uh, partners sometimes in the SEO SEM space as well. So where we can create tremendous ROI using ClearStep is by capturing people at the first signals of care seeking intent online, so search and social, and bringing them directly into the ClearStep experience, white labeled, configured, branded for that particular partner. So we'd be targeting people within their patient and in catchment areas, their geographies, um, bringing them right into their ClearStep instance, understanding what that person actually needs, and then routing them to the right resource within that partner's ecosystem and bringing in new patients uh, to the system in that way. this is one of the key areas that we've been able to, to really show a lot of value. You know, with one of our partners, we showed a 10x ROI on largely out of the value of new patients uh, coming, uh, coming through ClearStep. So those are, the, those are the two or three that I would really highlight. But there are some other you know, value levers, too, that, we haven't, uh, that, that I won't go deep into around just efficiencies, you know, provider utilization and you know, call center efficiencies and greater self-service. Uh, um, but I think some of the keys are around new patient conversion and just patient satisfaction, user satisfaction. Excellent. Well, yielding better efficiency and better health outcomes is, is if that's the goal, then ClearStep is, is, sounds like a really great solution. And I, one of the, th- one of the things I like to end the podcast on is maybe looking toward looking ahead and also, you know, sharing any success stories that you've seen. So have, have you seen successes with, uh, which I'm sure you have with perhaps the virtual triage and, and, and if there's any, uh, maybe a story, a quick success story that you have about one of your current clients uh, implementing this online scheduling and, and how it's made things easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I alluded to when we're really able to tap into online scheduling and make it such that the end of a clear step experience is, Hey, here's, here are the three options that make sense for you. And here's an open table, like scheduling interface where you can actually compare these 
clinically relevant care options, uh, understand what's in network, understand what's closest to you and what's available within the time window you're available in, and then just book it right then and there. We've been able to show these really significant ROI figures. I mean, I mentioned that that 10x number that we came up with with, uh, with one of our partners by looking at what was the value of just the revenue generated by those booked appointments. And then you know, how many of those were new patients and what are kind of historical retention rates and what can we expect in, in downstream value as well or future value from those new patients. And, and with that particular customer, especially because of the way ClearSet was marketed and, and how we got uh, people into the experience, it's like 40% on average of all consistently of, of all users and, and booking volume is with new patients. So that, that's really, really significant, right? Uh, to have that kind of funnel online, bringing people in. So those are, you know, the, the key success stories are, are again, where we have like online scheduling as part of the solution and where that infrastructure uh, already exists. Um, but even when we don't, you know, it's just, we get this great user feedback. I mean, one of the recent ones that, that I saw, we have like a Slack channel where every piece of feedback someone submits is, is live streamed into it. And recently there was a mother who was using ClearStep with one of our partners on behalf of her child. And it was like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And the feedback that they left, because it was a non-emergency triage that we, went, that, that we recommended, it was it was, this is so great. It saved me a trip to the ER in the middle of the night. You know, it helped soothe my brain, you know, worrying about my, my kid. Um, mm. So these are the kind of small nuggets of consumer value that really at scale make a really big impact for, for our customers. Um, so hopefully that, that shed some light on, on the value that we're, we've been able to drive so far. That's amazing. And, and I mean, booking care should be easy. And transparent. I'm sure that's something you definitely agree with, and and to, just to know that it's uh, affecting people in, in in a very positive way. I'm I'm just excited to hear what's next for for ClearStep, and perhaps maybe you can just give a brief ending to this podcast and what your sure. thoughts on the future and what what the healthcare system and perhaps adopting solutions like this would would mean for the healthcare industry going forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're excited for just more adoption of our core technology. I mean, I think we're still in super early days. We're working with some great players, uh, some really big names right now. It's CBS and HCA and Baycare and Novant and these awesome partners. Um, but we're in such early days of where this technology will go. So I'm, I'm just broadly or in general excited about more consumer-friendly access to healthcare resources. Uh, one of the things I'll just mention that that we're also uh, interested in and and doing with some of our partners is is extending the concept of care routing from the beginning of the patient journey, which is really where we've been focused with virtual triage, into other parts of the patient journey. So you know, right now with virtual triage, we're kind of kicking off all these different patient journeys and helping people take a next step. But how does ClearStep continue to follow up and continue down uh, a patient's journey, make sure they continue continuously um, take the right steps for, for care using you know, AI-powered, intelligent routing that can check in with people and follow up. And so we've, we've done some pretty interesting, you know, particularly post-discharge use cases on that general concept. But I think there's there's a lot to unpack there and a lot of 
uh, more exciting kind of product work that we're doing with our customers um, in that vein. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening in the world of digitization and consumerization of the healthcare experience. Well, that's great to hear. And I'm excited to hear all about what's next because uh, love to love to continue the conversation. And I know we'll have uh, some more podcast episodes with with ClearStep in the future. Can't wait to hear all the exciting things that are going on. So Adil, Malik, thank you very much for for joining Millennium Live and uh, can't wait to hear more. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership. 